by burning hounds Didn't get to sleep that night till the morning came around Hello, this is Natasha Fertig and Brayton Howard, and in this podcast we will discuss the hippie or counterculture movement that characterized the 60s and 70s. In the 1960s, young adults across the nation, but originally on college campuses, banded together to reject the direction society was moving towards. Resistant to the restraints of previous generations, these kids wanted to live free-spirited lives. Known as hippies, their purpose was to challenge the values and conservatism of the previous generation, namely their parents. College campuses were a hotspot for hippies to gather and listen to music and were a way to spread the word and help the free-spirited communicate their ideas. So a lot of what the hippie movement was grounded in was their political feeling against that of the previous generation. Um, So they had a non-violent and peaceful mindset um, and a love-not-war mantra. Um, This meant they were anti-establishment and anti-government, and they perceived the government and general authority in mainstream society um, as an ailment to it. Um, So during the Vietnam War, um, they were heavily against it and actively protested against it. For example, in August of 1968, citizens of Santa Fe attempted to stop a train containing soldiers headed to South Vietnam. The press managed to disregard the numerous signs held up by the troops in the window that read, I don't want to go, and lucky civilians. But luckily, an underground newspaper, which was a form of communication among hippies to spread ideas, was able to capture it all, and it was called the Berkeley Barbs. So they also highlighted hippies and highlighted the importance of the natural world, um, and they therefore defended environmental protection against um, industrial pollutants. So in April 1970, um, their general indignation um, helped mobilize the first Earth Day in order to spread awareness about environmental problems. Um, Many people called them tree huggers, yet hippies culture actually paved the way for popularizing things like recycling, vegetarianism, um, organic foods, um, and forest conservation and preservation. Um, They had a deep connection with our planet, and they actually popularized the term Mother Earth. Overall, politically, hippies of the counterculture movement wanted to live free-spirited lives, not constrained to the social construct enforced by the government. Along with political defiance against the conservatism of their parents' generation, hippies also defied socially and built a culture counter to that developing in America. Outwardly, hippies characteristically wore their long hair and beards and wore colorful styles, standing out from the relatively formal dress of previous generations. Um, to, tr- to touch on their drug culture and lifestyle, hippies enjoyed smoking weed, but also began to experiment with psychedelic drugs and hallucinogens. So these included LSD or acid, um, DMT, and shrooms. Um, They sort of believed hallucinogenic drugs were counters of spontaneity um, that challenged the banality and conformity of American society. Um, So the Merry Pranksters, which were a hippie commune group living in Oregon and California, promoted the use of LSD and the movement through a series of acid tests starting in 1964. Um, They traveled on a bus called Further Across the Country. Um, and they threw parties and passed out acid. So these acid tests were basically just like massive um, like trip parties. Um, so these parties were characterized by black lights, strobe lights, and fluorescent paint. An example 
this was the Tribs Festival in 1966. This festival is widely credited with being the start of the hippie counterculture that would emerge within the next year. Um, these wild parties featured music, dancing, theater, strobe lights, and free access to LSD, which at the time was legal. Um, and it was promoted as an immersive and participatory multimedia experience. At this festival, as well as an overarching theme in the development and popularization of the counterculture movement, was music's presence and, and its influence. So another influential festival example would be Woodstock, um, which was a three-day festival held in Bethel, New York in 1969. Um, this festival was known as Three Days of Peace and Love, um, and it is an example of over 400,000 members of the counterculture movement living sort of communally in an idyllic space that um, was largely utopia-like. Um, they were sharing, they were having a good time, and that's sort of what the hippie movement wanted to stand for. Um, the festival was free, so all those sort of things lent themselves to what the movement stood for, and music was that bridging connection between them. So hippies were best at living in the moment and without conflict, um, and they connected through music. Artists that played at these festivals like Trips and Woodstock were Richie Havens, Sweetwater, The Grateful Dad, Janis Joplin, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And Jimi Hendrix. Flowers bathing, see the children play, lay back and groove on a rainy day. In their songs, these artists all allude to and highlight the social issues of counterculture, such as peace and anti war sentiments and environmental protection. The Beatles would be another example of bands that defined this movement, although the Beatles weren't really involved in the psychedelic drug sort of lifestyle um, that bands like those mentioned previously were. Um, they were sort of popular at the start of the 60s um, and in major ways were partially responsible for kickstarting the movement um, and they championed liberal values. So, um, for example, in John Lennon's solo Imagine, highlighted his concerns about social conflicts happening in society um, and what they meant to him and sort of his definition of what society should be. Um, but then another song, Rain, Rain. was written specifically about the effects of LSD. Um, it was also, but it was more about um, the difference between two generations, and it was the first song by them to mention that. 
um, sort of the conventional generation, which was these kids' parents, and then the revolutionary, um, the ones who were going to change the direction of America. Um, and songs like these had massive impacts on their listeners and um, influenced them to jumpstart the movement. Although the Grateful Dead were popularized after the heart of the counterculture movement, and although at times they expressed their desire to not be affiliated with it, their massive influence on herds of young people regarding anti-war sediments such as the moon, throwing stones, U.S. Blues, and we can run. Had a huge impact on the movement and a huge influence on its followers. Brayton and I interviewed Mr. Bullock as he was growing up during the counterculture movement and he argued that the dead definitely was the soundtrack of his and his friends' lives. I mean, but they were they were different. You know, you could go to a dead yeah. show and you you could leave the real world behind. You know, uh, there was a whole economy of it. You know, and uh, shakedown street slash the you know what you could you know t-shirts and just everything. You could just like disappear. After researching this, from what we've learned and looked at, the overarching theme here is that all of these components that defined counterculture were influenced by music. Hippies gathered at music festivals and took experimentative drugs while listening to the dead and embraced a rock genre of music in order to culturally defy against the parents. At the end of the day, music influenced the movement, and the movement defined a generation. Tonight